Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Father, we come to you with thanksgiving, with our hearts full of praise and thanks. And God, no matter what the season, in season and out of season, good and bad, we hold on to hope. And our hope is in you, Christ. We take it out of whatever it's in and we put our hope in you, Lord Jesus. And we declare that over our life, you will work all things together for good. And we declare that over our life, we will be confident of this, that we will see the goodness of God. In fact, goodness will overtake us, Father, in the land of the living. And everybody said, Amen. Well, church, Good to see you through the camera and I just want to do a shout out to Mark Zare who is watching church with me, 8am, coffee in hand. Happy anniversary, Dale. Thank you for 37 years. Thank you for making me laugh every day of our marriage and for waking me up at 6.30 in the morning with all those deep questions and for buying me pastries. I love those pastries. So here's to the next 37 years. I love you. All right, how are you, church? How is your emotional health? Out of 10, where is it? Four out of 10, six out of 10. We've been doing a series on human flourishing. I love that word, flourishing. I'm flourishing. And the last few weeks, we've been talking about spiritual health, relational health. This week, we're talking about emotional health. And we're going to finish next week with interviewing two people, talking about a sense of purpose. To flourish in life, you need a sense of purpose. So, in the last 18 months, we have experienced two pandemics. We've had the physical pandemic, and then there has been the emotional and spiritual pandemic. COVID-19 has created unprecedented, I wanted to say that word, stress. Millions of lives have been turned upside down. It has affected our kids' schooling, businesses, families, mental health, the economy, the church, and the global community Everyone has been impacted. Not everyone, though, has had the same level of stress. Many people are saying we're all in the same boat, but actually that's not true. We are all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Some people are on yachts. They're cruising around the Pacific Ocean in a beautiful house. They've got a secure job, lots of money. Some people are in canoes living from month to month and some people are hanging onto a bit of driftwood. Our homeless, people in lockdown situations where there's alcohol, where there's domestic abuse. So we are all in the same storm but not in the same boat. And each of us came into this crisis with different levels of emotional, physical and spiritual reserve. If you had a lot of reserves stored up in your life when you entered the crisis last February, you might be going okay. But if your tank was half empty, you might be running on empty right now. And you are the most vulnerable to stress. Every day this crisis continues, our emotional and spiritual reserves are being drained. Ongoing stress and uncertainty depletes your reserves little by little, like a tyre losing air going flat. So today's message is all about how to keep your emotional reserves up. Romans 12 says this, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Don't quit in hard times. Instead, pray all the harder. Today we want to talk about 
to keep how to keep your emotional health rejuvenated, rejuvenated, refilled, refreshed. Get those reserves up so that we don't give up. And I want you to give up. Don't disengage. Don't disconnect. You know, some of the people who are mostly relational and most need connection right now are disconnecting. Don't do that. Remember what I've said. God never wastes a season. He's got something for you in this season. And I don't want you and I don't want me to come out of this season depleted. I want us to come out of this season more like Christ, more patient. I want to come out of this season and have learned something. You know, you can do something prophetic, very prophetic. You don't need Hillsong music playing. You can go to God and say, God, what have you got for me in this season? That is a prophetic question to ask God. And for every human being on the planet, he will have a different answer. All right. Five keys for emotional health. Are you ready? The first one is this. Be a sharer, not a stuffer. To be emotionally healthy, you have to share your feelings instead of stuffing them down. I'm speaking especially to all the internal processes. There's a lot going on there and you've got to drag it out of you. All the uh, external processes, sometimes you've got to learn not to overshare and just give it a break. But to be emotionally healthy, actually, you don't want to bury your emotions, bury your feelings. You want to get them out, get them up, get them out and share them with a tr someone trusted. You don't have to share them with lots of people, but sh even sharing them with one person helps your emotional health. Anxiety, fear, boredom, frustration, anger. Feelings are meant to be felt. That's why they're called feelings, not stuff. The reason we feel is because we're made in God's image. God could have made us like robots, but he didn't. He made us like him. And he feels. He has anger. He has grief. He has joy. Emotions are neither good nor bad. They are feelings. But when we follow them, when we swallow them, our stomach keeps score. If you don't talk it out, you will take it out. And often we take it out on the people that we most love, or we take it out on our body. 2 Corinthians 1.8, Paul shares honestly how he is feeling. Listen to what he says. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We are crushed. I mean, that is a strong feeling word. We were overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. You know, Paul is not being putting on a facade. He's not putting on pretense. He's not being over spiritual. He's saying, this is how I feel. It's not unspiritual to share how you feel. I've got to tell you, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. It doesn't matter how much Bible college you've known, how long you have your prayer times. If you're not emotionally healthy, you will not be spiritually healthy. Paul was completely gut level honest. Good on you, Paul, showing us what to do. You know, most of us have had grief in this pandemic. When this, when this lockdown happened, my sister was having open heart surgeon, surgery in Melbourne. I had planned to go down and visit her. She's a single mum. There's no family down there. And she rang me when all, everything kept being cancelled and she's in tears. And she said, you know, this is the biggest operation of my life and none of my family can visit me. And I just, I cried too. What could I do? I couldn't fix it. But part of grief is being able to share. It's 
being able to cry. It's healthy to cry. It's healthy to share grief. Grief is a good thing. God's given us the gift of grief. We acknowledge it. We get it out and it helps us process and go into the next season. Grief helps us move from transition to transition, from season to season. The next thing that keeps us emotionally healthy is forgiveness. Yes, you knew I was going to put that one in. You can't be emotionally healthy and have bitterness, unforgiveness or a payback in your soul. Bitterness is to our soul like cancer is to the body. It's poison, it multiplies and the only way to deal with it is to cut it out. Romans 12, 15 says this, watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace and make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. I don't need to spell it out more than that. The scripture is plain as day. Offence and unforgiveness and bitterness poisons us. But Roz, people have hurt me. People have abused me. People have betrayed me. I know. People really hurt us and people have really hurt you. And I know it wasn't your fault. And you're talking to someone like me who watches the news and sometimes wishes that there are a few bombs. God, can't you keep, can't you open up some ground and take some people out just as well? God, Roz isn't God. But you know, I've lived with that payback emotion. I've lived with it consuming me. And when we have it in us, church, it's like there's a kink in the hose and the love of God and the Holy Spirit can't flow out of us. So how good would it be in this pandemic to get rid of all the kinks in our hoses and to forgive all the people that have hurt you? You know, Michael Maiden says this, when we demand justice from God, God demands forgiveness from us. Forgiveness when we forgive, it makes justice possible. Forgiveness is saying, God, I put everything into your hands. I am not the one that takes vengeance, God. You are the one that takes vengeance. I take it out of my hand and I put it in your hand, God. You are in charge of everything. And we let God do everything he wants to do whenever he wants, however he wants, and we get the freedom to move on. You know, being able to forgive is actually an act of trust, trusting who God is and that he will sort things out. Your heart is much too beautiful to hold that unhealed pain. The third way to be emotionally healthy is this, to monitor your emotional withdrawals and deposits. I know most of you monitor your bank balance. You know the withdrawals, you know the deposits, and you know that if you take too many withdrawals, not enough deposits, that bank balance is going to be unhealthy and there'll be no more online shopping for you. All right, but it's the same as our soul. Our soul has withdrawals and deposits, and if we have too many withdrawals, we get unhealthy. If we give that much attention to our bank balance, how much more should we give to the condition of our soul? Our soul is our mind, will and our emotions. It's what we think, what we choose and how we feel. Most things we do either emotionally take from us or put back in us. They either drain us 
or energize us. Too much drain, and this is what happens. We get dry spiritually, hard to hear from God. We get intolerant of people. We're no longer emotionally present with people that we love. We make unwise decisions. We have no feeling in our soul. It just becomes completely blank. We become robotic. God doesn't want you to come out of the pandemic like that. He wants to come out you come out with flourishing in your soul. You know, recently I was reading in Samuel this great story where Jonathan, Saul's son, and all the, all the guys are fighting. And before they go into battle, Saul says to them, hey guys, I don't want you to eat a thing. Don't touch anything to eat until you defeat the enemy. Anyway, for some reason, Jonathan misses that message. And it says this in 1 Samuel 14, but Jonathan had not heard his father, that his father had bound the people with an oath. So he reached out the end of the staff. He was so hungry. I've been battle all day. He reached out the end of his staff that was in his hand and he dipped it into the honeycomb covered in chocolate not really but anyway he raised his hand to his mouth and his eyes brightened you know when I read that the Holy Spirit said in this pandemic Ros make sure you do things that cause your eyes and your countenance to brighten and it's different things do that for me that do it for you so make sure in this pandemic that you regularly in fact I would say every day do two or three things that brighten your countenance what brightens your countenance going to get a coffee lying on the grass singing a song playing the piano I don't know why not resurrect some of those old habits or find a new habit be creative but be intentional no one can monitor your emotional tank for you not even God will take responsibility for your emotional tank only you can take responsibility for the withdrawals and the deposit. Be careful what you watch. Be careful of your media intake, watching the news. Proverbs 15, 14 says this, A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. So be careful what your intake is, how much negativity, what you read, what you hear from people. And... Um, Take responsibility, be intentional, brighten your day. Many times, many times in the day, have something that brightens your countenance. All right, the next one, serve someone suffering more than you. In this season, it is not all about us, all about me. Give something back to someone that's worse off than you. Proverbs 11.25 says this, A generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will himself or herself be refreshed. It's not about you. It's not about me. We've got to get out of our world and give and refresh others. And the scripture says that's a way to be emotionally replenished, refresh others. You know, last week... I decided to send red frogs to all my school friends in Sydney. Why? Because they are in their 13th week of lockdown and they are doing it tougher than me. The good thing is that red frogs are on special, reduced from $3 to $1.50. The bad thing is that when I wrapped them and put a card in them, the post office person said to me, that will be $90. I thought, 
$90 to post all those red frogs. Uh, but anyway, my friends love them. They texted back and I got letters. Some of them wrote, some one of them wrote an old-fashioned letter and wrote, fill me with all that's been happening. You know, what's $90 to refresh others? And I got refreshed as well. You know, this, I want to brag on some churches, some churches in Sydney. This week, a group of 20 church leaders from different denominations met with the immigration minister who is their federal member in Sydney over a Zoom call. He was very generous. He gave them an hour and a quarter. Australia has taken in 4,000 Afghan refugees and in the future it looks like we're going to take in a lot more. Most will be settled in Sydney and in Melbourne. So the church leaders went to the immigration minister. They didn't want to complain about any COVID issues. They went to their minister and they said, how can we help resettle these refugees that have lost everything? that have been traumatised? How can we open our arms to the stranger, to the widow, to the orphan and help them find a home in this nation? The church wanted to be part of the answer. Do you know that in the chaos a few weeks ago in Afghanistan, there were desperate parents giving their children, their babies and toddlers, handing them to our Australian Defence Force over walls into the arms of strangers so that they could be rescued from the Taliban, knowing that they might never see their children again. The immigration minister said those few days were completely chaotic. And actually, he said his staff need to get counselling because they are so traumatised by what happened. The Red Cross are now trying to find the parents of these toddlers and these babies and they said this, that not all of them will be found. So ask yourself, Roz, have you ever been so desperate in this country that you've had to pass your baby into the arms of a stranger so they could be safe, knowing that you might never see them again, but wanting their life to be saved, even if your life wasn't? You know, these church leaders in lockdown weren't whinging. They are speaking up for the vulnerable as they should. And I was so proud of them. That is the noise and the sound that the church needs to make. You know, this can be our finest hour church, helping and serving those in our community. When else will be our finest hour? You know, I know I haven't been proud of all churches, of all Christians. I haven't even been proud of myself during this pandemic but I loved what this what these churches were doing all right lastly last thing for emotional health control what you can control and trust God for the rest you have a part to play God has a part to play he's not going to play your part and you can't play his part the key to maturity is to knowing what you can do and what you have to let go of. God gave you and I a lot of his will when he gave us a brain. And he wants us to choose wisely. You know, at the beginning of the lockdown, I was annoyed at Gladys. 
our Premier for not doing a ring of steel and protecting the regions. Now, I know some of you might have been slightly annoyed, but I wasn't slightly annoyed. I was quite annoyed. And every day for 10 days, I said to Mark, Mark, Gladys needs to do a ring of steel. And after 10 days, Mark said, Roz, I don't want to hear those words again. Ring of steel, don't want to hear them. So I thought, fair enough, I'm going to ring Joe Durheim. Joe Durheim will be my COVID whinging buddy. I thought if I talk to Joe, she can talk to her dad. Dave can talk to Kerry Chant. Kerry Chant can talk to Gladys and say, hey, Gladys, Roz really wants you to do a ring of steel. And Gladys goes, really, Roz? Whatever Roz wants, I will do. But that didn't work. So I decided to write a letter to our, the opposition, opposition leader, Chris Minns. And I said, Chris Minns, it's Roz here. Can you tell Gladys to do a ring of steel? Eventually, God spoke to me. And he said this, Roz, you can't control Gladys. What are you doing? And I thought right there, there could be a multiple choice answer when he asked me that question. I could have said, A, I am being an idiot. B, I am wasting time. C, I am wasting energy. D, I am annoying and driving away those who I love. E, all of the above. God didn't give me an answer. He just said, Ros, what are you doing? And he nailed me. You've only got so much emotional energy, church. You can waste your emotional energy on trying to control things that you can't, like trying to control Gladys and the pandemic and the weather. Or you can use your energy wisely to be creative, to solve problems, to take your life forward. You can't control many things. In fact, you can't control people. Even God does not control people. But you can, can control you. You can control what you say. You can control what you think. You can control what time you get up in the morning, what you eat, what you exercise. So many people in our world put all their energy into controlling the externals. In fact, they, they waste years of their life trying to control things we can't control. God wants us to have self-control. The hardest person to control is yourself. Self-control is really hard and it's a fruit of the spirit and it takes maturity and it's only developed when, thing, when you're under duress. The only way you develop self-control and fruit of the spirit when there's an opposite circumstance. Proverbs 16.32, listen to this scripture. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules, can rule his spirit, is better than the one who takes a city. Self-control might not be a glamorous, magnificent, remarkable thing that is celebrated on social media. But I've got to tell you, self-control will take you a long way in your life. Or how Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson puts it like this. Before you go out to change the world... Tidy your room. And all the parents said, Amen. You know, J.R. Tolkien, in, the, in his book, Lord of the Rings, had, there's a moment at the end when Frodo complains about all the evil and the pain in the world. He's upset, he's frustrated, and he speaks to Gandalf and he says this, I wish it needs not have happened in my time. And you might be saying, you know, I wish the pandemic or the lockdown or this or that wouldn't have happened in my time. And Gandalf wisely 
says to Frodo, so do I, Frodo, and so do all the people which have lived in these times. But that is not for them to decide. All we can do is to decide what to do with the times we have been given, the time that is given to us. And all we can do in this season, in this pandemic, is to decide not to complain, but to decide what am I going to do with the time that has been given me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you gave us emotions. You gave us the ability to feel. Feel like you, to feel grief, to feel loss, to feel sadness, to feel fear but to feel joy and to feel gladness of heart and to see a sunset and to be awed with beauty and to feel love. That love when a baby is born, the love for in marriage. Father, the love for a friendship. Thank you, Father, that you didn't make us like robots. You made us in your image, a gift of feeling. And Father, I pray that right now we would learn and you would grow us up, that we would sign up for emotional health. Sign me up, God. God, I want to emotionally grow up. I don't want to be 50 and have an emotional age of 12. I want to be emotionally healthy. I want to feel life. I want to be present for my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to put something out there for anyone that is listening today and you've never invited Christ into your life. I want you to give you an invitation. But not just me. Christ is giving you an invitation. In Revelation 3.20 it says this, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man, woman, child, anyone hears my voice and would open the door, I will come in and I will dine with them. And it's the invitation that Christ has for every human being and is the invitation he has in this season for this pandemic. And he loves you and he knocks on every single door. It doesn't matter where you are, what you've done, what your past is. He knocks on the door and he knows you and he knows everything about you and he loves you. But only you can answer and open that door. And I want to give you an invitation today. Open that door and let Christ in. Let Christ in. He will transform your life. He will change your life. You will never do another day alone. And you will find a body of people who love you, a body of people called the church, a community that you can do faith with. And if that is you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. In this season, and I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me, Lord, for all the things I've done, for all the messes, for all the sins, for all the mistakes. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all of them. Wipe them clean. Give me a clean slate. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Be my friend. Be my companion. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power to live my life empowered. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to text New Start to the number that you can see on that screen. Text the word New Start to the number you can see on that screen. And we want to get some information and material into your hands so you can start this magnificent, 
walk with Christ in your life. Thanks, church. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit mccroylifechurch.com.au.